My name is Cameron Foose, and I have been a professional day trader for 13 years. Welcome to the Life of a Day Trader podcast with the Foose 4 trading team, Michael Spinoza and Robert Millar. You are going to learn the ins and outs of day trading and hear real stories from professional traders. This is the Life of a Day Trader. I really should. It's <laughs> a little... That's the time my hands are just there when I'm in position. Like... <laughs> <laughs> All right. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the next edition of the Life of Day Trader podcast, the Foos Force Squad. Got Big Mike, got Robert Millar up in here. Today's an interesting topic. Uh, there's been a little bit of a phenomena going on in the stock market industry, and it's not something that's uncommon. This is something that happens uh, all the time. Uh, it's when a whole entire sector kind of gets overhyped or there's a mania or you could call it a bubble. And currently, the one in play right now is weed. So there's been a lot of different changes in policy, changes in legal, whatever, legality of weed across the U.S. Uh, obviously, you can have recreational weed. Uh, vaping has been a game changer as far as like the industry flavor X. I know that's Mike's cup of tea, uh, <laughs> which is also a San Diego company uh, where I'm from. So I know the guys that run that company. Uh, and then you have interesting things going on like Elon Musk the other day, smoking reefer with Joe Rogan in the podcast, which was uh, definitely interesting to see if you haven't seen that podcast, possibly the greatest interview of all time. Um, Elon Musk is the man. I think the stock dropped by like eight or nine percent after that. So, anyways, guys, yeah, basically that's what we're going to talk about a little bit. Is kind of understanding sector movements uh, that happen when there's kind of hype and mania, and it gets to a point where it's not even rational or rationales that are pushing stocks. It's just FOMO. And trading. So, uh, Mike, why don't you kind of talk about what stocks have been kind of been moving in the weed industry, or if we want to go back and kind of give some examples of what was moving before as we were talking about the shipping industry, Bitcoin and whatnot. Yeah. So basically, guys, what we want to get across today is that this whole herd effect, which for me started with the shipping stocks, which was like dries a couple of years ago. Um, GLBS, I think, was one. And these things were completely parabolic. And I guess um, I can just pull apart. Yeah, show dries how freaking maybe the craziest short squeeze I've ever seen in my yeah. 14 years. It's very um, skewed now because of all the reverse splits. But I mean, if I can even go back. They split so many times. Yeah. In, uh, 2016. So this thing, I remember, went from like, what? It was like a couple bucks to 120 or something like that. Yeah. And now it's very skewed after all the reverse splits. And that basically igniting the whole shipping sector, um, which I think, yes, and a, and a ton of others. Um, so that happened when I kind of started trading. It was kind of nuts to see the euphoria. You didn't even know how to trade these things on a daily basis. But then I think it was um, artificial intelligence stocks, which was like at the HMNY. Um, this thing went from, I think it was another couple bucks to like 40 or 50, and then they reverse split. So another basically pump and dump like scheme. Um, and then it was crypto, which was, I guess the main, one of the main ones was Riot. You know, this is another perfect example. Um, 
just exploding and just crashing, right? So now it's these weed stocks. So Tilray, I think, is kind of the leader. And uh, it's kind of sour to look at this. Right? <laughs> <laughs> we were, um, you know, I guess the catalyst could be that October 17th is Canada legalization. So these things all started to IPO, like CGC is another one. And uh, yeah, uh, it's nationwide recreational legalization, which is yeah. pretty. In Canada, pretty they're going big. nationwide. They're not like our East Coast. Yeah. You don't have it, but West Coast, you oh, got it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, Tilray's, I think they're all Canada-based. So um, that's the catalyst. And then, you know, um, I think the spark was when Citron got involved at right here. This was basically <clears> when I think Shorts got trapped and he got long. And then me and Foos were talking about longing this. And we did between 28 and 30. And then, you know, yeah. selling, it, selling it at 40. And then um, with Citron. And then, you know, look at this thing going to basically. Yeah, I ended up selling at 50. I bought it, I think, 150 shares or something. I was going for 1,000 uh, shares in total, but I bought it 29, thinking, okay, this is up at the previous high. Like, usually It'll when I buy at previous highs, I, <laughs> I, I regret it every time. And then next thing you know, I only just nibbled uh, 29, just 100. I still made like three grand off it, off 100 shares, which was incredible percentage. Return. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So from 29 to 50 was my entry in X non Tilray. Unfortunately, we didn't really have a chance to uh, load up on that. But yeah, it's just crazy. And the same thing happened with not only Bitcoin stocks, but just the Bitcoin industry. I mean, it's not to say that weed stocks aren't going to you know, even go higher from here. But every time you see a parabolic move like this, whether it be the entire cryptocurrency market, the shipping stocks we were just talking about, Weed stocks, all of these are going to come crashing down at some yeah. point in time. There is a point in time where their supply and the de demand becomes so skewed that there's no more buyers left. Uh, and then it just people who had longed up near the top over the mania and the hype, because just like you said, Mike, your buddy was like <laughs> talking to you the other day at like 90 bucks, <laughs> like, should I buy it now? Like, is yeah, this where I should buy it? Like, I told him, like, you have FOMO. He's like, what does that mean? I'm like, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what happens. A lot of people uh, hear about it after the stock has already made a 300% move. And they're like, wait, I, I want to get on this. And by that point, it's too late. And your risk reward is completely screwed up. And that's what creates a bunch of panic selling and the huge sell-offs. The stocks usually drop much faster then they go up because so many people that are idiots buy at the top and then they all freak out and panic sell once things starts things, the hysteria comes in and it all comes crashing down. And that's just 100% factual. And that's also why we kind of focus on shorting and why I kind of changed my strategy to shorting from longing because we would look at, if you look at a stock that has yet to break out, you have no idea if this thing's going to break out and go up. There's literally, you can, no freaking clue. You can look at a pattern prior to it happening. You have no idea. The probability is relatively low. But if you look for stocks that have just made 100 to 300 to 500% moves in a very short amount of time, there's a 100% probability there is going to be a panic sell at some point that you can take advantage of. You obviously have to be very, very uh, careful and very, very strict with your discipline and your risk management there, but you know for a fact that at some point there is going to be a panic sell-off when you see a parabolic move. That's what a lot of people don't get. Like people that were talking to me about Bitcoin at 20,000, like, 
it's going to 50 from here. It's like, and that's when it was most it's parabolic. It was yeah. Problem. Like it's seeing, ter- seeing all the news outlets were constantly talking about it. Yeah. Like Ripple, like there was the sympathy plays with Bitcoin, right? There was Litecoin, Ripple, Ethereum, you know, and all those got crushed with it as well. Yeah. So I don't watch CNBC. Are they still hyping up some of these uh, plays every day? Remember when they had the Bitcoin watch ticker? They literally had like all day for two weeks. They had the price of Bitcoin on the yeah. lower right and, uh, you know, it had something. <laughs> it's like, and then, and then it's not there now. I wonder why. Yeah. Yeah, it's all these end, and it's like I remember my barber. Hopefully, he doesn't see this. <laughs> <laughs> asked me about Bitcoin. I'm like, dude. I'm just like, no. And then, no. like, actually, even trying to explain it, I'm like, it's a cryptocurrency. He's <clears> like, so what do you do with it? I'm like, that's a good question. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I, I can't even explain it. So it's it's difficult. You can't even you can't even have a discussion with a Bitcoin fanboy either. Like they're just, no. <laughs> they're so, no. I've had so many people come up and talk to me about Bitcoin and I'm just like, listen, man, this shit's gone parabolic. Like it's still going to chart, but they, it's going to come crashing down. And they're like, no, no, no. You understand the future of Bitcoin. And, <laughs> da, 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 da. and it's like, I mean, I'm not predicting what's going to happen in five years, but I'm just saying right now looks right. like a really fucking bad idea. <laughs> like, yeah. And now uh, these, these wheat stocks are kind of getting in that same, you know, yeah. The, the one thing with these, these weed stocks that I notice, uh, uh, they, they really not quite to the Bitcoin level, but they certainly have a, have a cult feel to it. It's, they it's, definitely have that feel to it. It's too, these, well. you know, it's something you can kind of really get into. It's, I mean, you, these, you know, if you're really into that, you're probably really into smoking weed too. Like it's something you can kind of get like, Oh, you see this news and all these new companies are small. They're going to blow up. You know, yeah. everyone's going to buy their weed. So like it's, it, you know, it's a, a big cash business. So it's something you can, like any average person can kind of relate to and they can just, their mind goes crazy with all kinds of um, the same you know, people that bought speculation. The are the same ones buying these weed stocks. Yeah. They're yeah. going in hard. They're, they're getting high as fuck looking at Bitcoin and wondering why. <laughs> Damn it. I was going to do the pun first. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's also high looking at Bitcoin. Lottery winners, they want the, the net worth changer overnight, which usually ends badly. Yeah. Speaking of which, Mike, being a cannabis connoisseur, um, I, I mean, even though you sold out of Tilray, are you finding yourself like researching these more than you normally would because you find a lot of interest just in the science behind yeah. weed and potentially like as an investment, even though it's gone parabolic, you're like, oh, maybe I'd hold it for three years, five years, even though it's parabolic. That's what I say with Tilray. It's freaking tough. <laughs> 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 right? I feel like, you know, being an analyst, like all the research you do, like, you know, is Robin Foose, like you look at a chart and when you see how fast it's gone up, you're just like, there's no rationality. So I would do it's mania when they pulled back, but the chart is too early to, uh, to make. Yeah. That's the thing. It, it, the problem is a lot of times it's, you look at Bitcoin. Now you see the mania move that Bitcoin went from, whatever to 20 K and then you look at it as like, okay, maybe now this is things pulling back, maybe a good time to start getting in, but you know, how low is it going to go and how long are you going to sit and wait on that cash for it to do something again? What is Bitcoin still? I haven't looked. Maybe we should pull up a chart of Bitcoin. 
yeah, now if you look at a longer term chart, it's kind of consolidating down here a little bit. So the problem is like Tilray IPO'd um, July 19th. So and after like almost two months. You only mode. Yeah, so I mean, trying to pull up a chart of Bitcoin. Let's see. So, yeah, I mean, it sucks to see Tilray where it is now, but it was still a good trade. Um, you know, you did the right move, the right sell there. It looked a little weak. And then. Uh, this is just all euphoria. And like, yeah. Uh, Which I, I think is a lot of the case with what we do where, you know, we're generally early before the herd. And then sometimes we're in a play. And the herd comes in big time after we're already out and we're like kicking ourselves. But at the same time, it's a smart thing. Yes. Yeah. This is the proper way to, to trade, right? <clears throat> oh, big wow. It's testing that. Uh, yeah. It's still really just, it's kind of forming up this descending triangle here with support around the 5,900 to 6,000. But, you know, Bitcoin, it was at freaking 4,000, I think, November of last year. This is when my ex-girlfriend was talking about buying it. I'm like, you know, it's at 4,000. Like, you're crazy then. And then <laughs> right? Next thing you know, is at 20,000. So I'm not saying, like, you can't make money off this stuff. You know, know how high we're looking at till right now. It's at 100 or was just bouncing around 100. There's no, nothing that says it can't go to 200. But when you look at a parabolic move like this on Tilray, it's going to come crashing down. Your risk reward when the stock has made such a big move is very, very dangerous. You're playing with the fire. It's not like a safe place to put your money. Uh, even though really who knows what's going to happen. Maybe this goes to 200, just like we saw dries. It was like two bucks and it was like 20. We're like, Oh, this is the top. This is crazy. It's the top. Right. Then it was at 30. Then it was at 40. Then it was at 50. Then it was at 60. I'm like, Holy shit. And it's at 70, it's at 80, then it's at 90, then it's over 100, then it was like peaked at like 120 or something. I don't remember, but it was like, shit, shit can happen. You know, people can make a lot of money, but there's also people, I remember some guy who was like a, an article, uh, I forget where it was posted, but it was posted everywhere. He like was short, I think dries and maybe like ten, twenty thousand $20,000 worth and then woke up the next morning and owed E-Trade like 180K. Mm -hmm. yeah, or something <laughs> yeah. yeah and Tilray uh, still hasn't gotten parabolic yet i feel like yeah a, a complete short annihilation event yeah it's been they've been pretty slow they haven't like you like it i don't even know if cvm is a weed stock i'm assuming it is because it's trending like a weed stock and like everything else is this a weed stock mike do you know i, don't know. I, don't th I think igc was the other one yeah I mean, they must have some sort of tie to weed. Otherwise, why would this be doing this right now? Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Or just because it's a biotech and people are. Associated. I don't think that one is. IGC and then CVSI was the other one. OGC. Rheumatitis, arthritis vaccine. No. <laughs> I mean, people claim weed helps with arthritis. <laughs> Maybe they have weed in their pills. That's all the association you need to get your fucking stock from 80 cents to $4 in three weeks. Uh, I remember thinking that too, Foos, and, I, and then I, I remember I looked it up and I, I was like, it was just a biotech. <clears throat> yeah. So, and that's 
literally what can happen. Like, even if it's just can be based off of a fucking rumor or something in stocks, manipulation in stocks is so much crazier nowadays than it was when I started in 2005. Almost everything is pushed. People by change their name to crypto and all of a sudden the stock from Long Island iced tea to freaking <laughs> whatever the name was. <laughs> and the stock uh, went up 500%. Freaking <laughs> Kodak was like going yeah. bankrupt and they, uh, I remember that. Yep. Which that just came out. That was a whole fraud. Like that was completely bullshit. Like I'll share the screen again, just because it's so crazy. Like they're they're going down the tubes, and then they mentioned something about creating a coin or something. And this uh, that was this right here. Like they were just the stock was in the shitter, and they released a PR that had something to do with crypto, and went from. Three dollars to that was a crazy thirteen twenty five the next day. <laughs> so it's just freaking bananas. Like the amount of manipulation or just speculation that's going on. All just from a little PR mentioning something about crypto, which had nothing to do with them. And, and for years, Kodak. that's been the most boring stock in the history. Ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all of a sudden, that's Kodak. What are they going to do in? Crypto coins, like, <laughs> but that that day was a transfer of wealth. Insiders, were yeah, dumping. <laughs> on Look at day. it; it's just right back down to where it came from. So there's a lot of manipulation uh, in stocks, and you can just see the kind of hysteria that can happen around sectors that are moving together based off of hype and hysteria, mania. It's not te technically rational movements. Obviously, weed is big freaking industry that's coming into play as it becomes more and more legal. So I would say weed is a little bit more near term impactful than Bitcoin because I don't think yeah, other than it's kind of tangible. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, there's actual products. Yeah. Um, like Bitcoin, what are you gonna do with a Bitcoin? Nothing other than use it as an investment tool. It's not like a it's not like a thing. It's not like a currency. It's not something that you're going to go buy shit with like reasonably in a marketplace with it being so volatile. So I think weed is definitely more impactful near term. I would say I'd probably rather invest in weed yeah, stocks than stocks. Bitcoin stocks. Um, <clears throat> but as far as any sort of investment advice, I'm sure a lot of people are like, Oh, should we buy a weed stocks? Should we, should we short them? Like what yeah, is basically what do? Like, all I've been getting is DMs about like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's my thing with bitcoin um it's like let's say let's say you, you kill it um yeah, i don't know you make a few hundred thousand dollars um or more what are you gonna do the first thing you're gonna do is try to get cash with it from it so it's still tied to the dollar right i mean you still look at it as a price as a value in u.s dollars so if the end goal is to just get dollars anyway what's the point i don't that makes sense just completely speculative. Yeah. That's all it is. So it's a currency that and people just want dollars anyway. So that's uh, that's what I don't get. You're talking about weed. I mean uh, uh, uh Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Right. Yeah, it's um it's fucking hype. It's hysteria. Like I don't know what's going on with crypto. I'm not gonna sit here and uh say I know anything about it because I don't. But what I do know is that it was mania, it was irrational buying. Uh, that was overhyped, and now that's why everything is back down, and that's why all the Bitcoin fanboys have shut the fuck up because, yep, because they have nothing to talk about. Let's <laughs> <laughs> well, sit and wait. Yeah. Holding hope. When do these weed stocks do that? Yeah, yeah. 
you can always go a lot farther than people think, just like just like everything else. Yeah, it's uh saying like Tilray, you know, it's up at a hundred, but it's like there's no telling if it's gonna go to two hundred from here. I have no idea. I I just know that is from my technical standpoint of day trading for 14 years is not something that I look at here and be like, I'm gonna buy this for an investment. Maybe I'll long it on a day trade. But um as far as my opinion goes, I don't I'm not really long or short bias on the stock as of right now. It's looking at the chart just in the last two, three days, it's not something that I would like to short just based on the kind of erratic behavior. I still think there's a lot of uncertainty. I think Mike, what do you say? October 17th is the day of reckoning for potential. Yeah. I think that's your sell, sell the news day where, um, you know, everyone's awaiting the legalization. So all these Tilray and CGC are all Canada based. So, um, you know, they say buy the rumor, sell the news. So, <clears throat> Yeah, that's and that's, watching. that's what a lot of people uh, that don't know that maybe unless they've been trading for a while, they don't understand that price action is basically already has news priced in. So people are buying into the speculative rumor and potential announcement of it becoming legal. So a lot of people will be dumb and if it does get legal, they'll buy it. Or maybe if it does get legal on that day, what you'll probably see is something a gap open where there's that morning pop from the news and then a bunch of people selling into that. It's what you see in biotechs all the time is anytime you see FDA approval of a stock, the stock's going to gap open on that speculative news and then it completely sells off. And a lot of people buy at the open because they're dummies thinking, oh, the news is finally out, like time to buy. And almost every time the stock will gap down exactly. <clears throat> or gap open and then a huge selling pressure because people that were already holding the stock waiting for that news to come out. So uh, it should be interesting to see what happens on the 17th. That was October. Yeah. Mark your calendars. Mark your calendars, bros. Uh, and, and with biotechs too, when you know there's a decision coming, the action can be, or at least coming soon. And maybe not in this case, we do know when it's coming uh, with FDA decisions. You, you generally have a slight idea of a window the action can be pretty unpredictable. So just be careful guys. Uh, you know, um, and that's one of my things, even for day trading, and a lot of them, they don't really have the best interday action to begin with. So I'm not super really interested anyway. Yeah. And, uh, for those of you who don't know my story at all for how I got my intro to the stock market was my family. My great uncle died, gave us a half million dollars. There was this biotech company, some little stock tip, little bird. Told my family it was a goodbye, <laughs> and, and it was goodbye to all the money when the stock released <laughs> a bad, a bad trial, saying that this drug actually doesn't work. So went stock from from like seven dollars fifty cents in a day. So it's a really bad investment strategy to try to buy into stocks pre FDA approval. I mean, maybe if you got some sort of like inside little something, little bird. I don't know. That's what, you know, what everybody thinks. And that's also legal. So you probably shouldn't do that anyways, because then you might end up in jail for. <laughs> uh, goodbye or goodbye. I, I do. The, <laughs> there are some biotech guys out there that I do follow. And I, I mean, they, you really have to get into it. You got to understand science. You got to understand uh, medical studies um, and the, the whole process. You got to really, really get into it. Uh, even then, doesn't matter. Uh, you never know. The FDA can throw a curveball at you. Um, yeah. All of a sudden, you know, one, you know, 
two trials can go well, then boom, something happens in that third trial that's negative. It's just, uh, yeah. Yeah. It's the risk reward. You're you either make it or break it. It's like, yeah. all right, you gotta, you can't put a lot of money into it. Um, it's, it's basically just gambling. They're binary events. Yeah. They're a 50% gap up or a 50% gap down. <laughs> like, <laughs> and like, you want to yeah. risk that? It's like, <laughs> I don't know. Not really. Some people do, right? Yeah, they love it. Those are the same people that are at the casino. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those are the ones that don't last very long in the stock market. But uh, I guess that's probably about a wrap, I would say, unless you guys got any closing things to say about the weed industry. Again, there's a lot of a lot of stuff moving. Uh, understand parabolic moves, guys. Uh, there is always a point in time when those come crashing down. That's why we short so much more because the probability is there. You know for a fact, it's 100% probability there's going to be a panic sell-off at some point in time. When you're doing breakout stocks, you have no idea if that stock's going to break out. When it does break out, you have no idea how high it's going to go or go anywhere at all. But if you look at stocks that have gone parabolic, it's a fact that it's going to come crashing down. The difficult part is, is timing that and then managing the risk. So that's the tricky part, and that's what we teach you in the FUS4 90-day pro trading system the food source squad but um you guys got any closing arguments closing things to say yeah i was just gonna say um don't try and understand the stock guys understand the chart if you don't understand the chart come check us out because that's really all it's about yeah everything begins and ends with the chart chart that's good yeah (laughs) it'll be interesting what happens here with uh, the weed stocks i don't think this is the end of it um but uh, i would just i'd rather be watching than trying to guess right now yeah, another another little little quote. When the chart's talking, it pays to listen. <laughs> Boom. But it's hundred percent true. A lot of people get emotionally attached because they love smoking weed or they think weed's the next big thing, next Bitcoin. Yep. And the chart's telling them like, yo, dude, this shit's we're done. We're taking yep. a walk. <laughs> you yep. just, you just and hold that's on. with any stock. A lot of people like ignore yeah. what they're looking at right in front of your face. We'll teach you all those things. Um, <laughs> with any of these charts, there's about three or four things that are saying, hey, stay away or get out or so on and so forth. And people will just ignore that because of their beliefs and what they want to happen. Boom. All right, guys, that is a wrap. If you guys want our daily watch list every day, from me and Big Mike. We actually have two separate watch lists that we do every day. Uh, it's going to give you the top stocks that we're looking to buy or short uh, every day, absolutely free. There's going to be a link below. I'd love to see you guys in there with us getting that watch list on a daily basis. Anyways, guys, that is a wrap for the Life of Day Trader podcast with the Foos 4 trading team, Big Mike and Robert Millar. And of course, your host, Cameron Foos. Till next time. See you. Peace. Peace.